Today's summit is a special one. It's designed based purely on feedback from our Future Leaders Program participants and aims to provide a spotlight on the key themes that you told us mattered most, particularly after a big year. The Future Leaders Committee regularly engages with our alumni and I encourage you to contribute your ideas to make our future events and engagement programs the best they can be for you. We're now going to move to our second masterclass for today, Networking in the Digital Era. I know you're going to find our two guest speakers who are networking gurus, very inspirational. I'd now like to hand over to Paul Gist from Learning and Development at the Australian Taxation Office, who's going to be our lead facilitator for the second masterclass today. So thanks very much, Holly. Uh, and um, good morning and welcome to the second uh, masterclass for today's summit, which is uh, on networks in the uh, digital era. Our interactions are increasingly becoming more and more conducted uh, uh, digitally. And in years gone by, this particular summit would have been held face to face and we would have been building um, networks uh, through our uh, table work and through um, at our breaks and even perhaps back then, even handing out business cards to one another. And so the question is, is how do we create these connections uh, when meeting in the digital space? So please let me introduce our speakers um, for the first part of the masterclass. Um, Belinda Casson is an experienced uh, senior public servant uh, with uh, 20 years experience in a range of SES roles across the Australian Taxation Office, the Department of Education, Skills and Employment and the Department of Health. And she is currently the head of HR at the Department of Finance. Rachel Jackson is the inaugural Chief Operating Officer at the National Indigenous Australians Agency. And Rachel has had, uh, is the lead HR functions in the departments of Industry, Innovation and Science, Finance and the Attorney Generals and was the Executive Director of Governance at the ACT Justice and Community um, Safety Directorate. Rachel and Belinda will talk about why we need to build strong and healthy networks and discuss the need to be authentic in building and maintaining these uh, networks. So please, using your emojis, uh, could you um, a round of applause for uh, both uh, Rachel and Belinda? Thank you very much. Thank you, and uh, hi, Belinda. Nice to see you again. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Hope, hopefully, technology is is standing up to us. I mean. We're talking about networking the digital age and part of the part of the issue is making sure the technology is working, which is sometimes a bit of a challenge. Um, but you know, the last two years, this networking has never been more important, I think. Um, so Bell, what what networking opportunities have you benefited from uh, the most? And uh, what sort of networking events do you attend? Great. Thanks very much, Rachel, and good morning, everyone. Um, Obviously, technology is, uh, is is can be a friend and a foe sometimes. So we're we're making good progress this morning. Um, I think my main comment here is, you know, in terms of taking taking charge of networking in a in a digital and virtual environment, is to remember to do the same things you would do if it were in real life. Um, so bring your authentic self, and you know, think about what you're bringing to offer to a conversation, just the same as as, as you would in person when we when we used to hand out business cards and shake each other's hands and, and hug back in the day. So um, one of the things um, that I'm acutely aware of um, is that you can translate your uh, your personal and professional networks um, from, you know, an in-person environment 
to, to digital and virtual, and we've had to do it by necessity. Um, but one of the things I was reflecting on in preparing for today was that, you know, my graduate cohort, which is almost 21 years old, as in since we joined the public service, not our age, so I'll let you guys all do the maths. Um, we've adapted as people are moving interstate, back home or to other opportunities or around the world, we've resorted to um, digital ways of staying in touch. And I know that um, staying in really close connection with those peers from when I was a graduate has also then had sort of professional um, implications as well. And I was talking to the team just before about how of my graduate cohort of 31 in, in my department at the time, um, I've worked for one, I've had people work for me, uh, and it's an incredible network to, to, you know, to draw on to say, oh, I need a person who can do this. So um, the sorts of networking that benefit me often are actually peers. So just really encourage people not to think it's, you know, it's not straight up and straight down, actually, it's that across. And particularly for those of you who are in professional streams or professional associations or networks, so for us HR folk, it's the Human Resources Institute as our association, but also the APSHR professional stream, you know, your professional peers in the APS are obviously a really important um, group of people to network. So they're the ones that I, I find um, are, are most beneficial. Um, so yeah, Rachel, I don't know if you had anything to add about your experiences. Well, I, look, I agree with uh, all of you that you've said, and, and I, I find that things like um, even participating on recruitment panels. So for the last couple of weeks, I've had the pleasure of being on an ATO recruitment panel and uh, uh, I've been connecting with um, colleagues who I might call on again uh, for future um, uh, if I need to, or if, but they were, it was great to get to know them. You spend quite a bit of time in between interviews, having chats and getting to know more about other agencies. So that that's a great way of getting um, getting more connections and expanding your networks as well as expanding your knowledge of different roles in the public service. Um, but I would also say, I, I remember early on in COVID when we were adjusting to this digital way of working, uh, you reached out to me for a virtual coffee and um, I thought it was fantastic because you've got to schedule these things to make sure that you stay in contact and, and actually you don't always have to have a work thing to talk about. It's just to catch up. How are you going? You know, we, what, what are you up to? How are you adjusting to this new way of working? So that was really good. And I would say maintaining that discipline of, of scheduling it because weeks turn into months pretty quickly and, and time goes by. So keeping those, um, keeping those networks alive is really important. Yeah, mm. definitely. What, um, what helps you get the most out of your networking? What are your tips for, for our colleagues today? So I, I think um, uh, being authentic, um, it's, it's hard, particularly as an introvert, you think, oh, you know, sometimes it's a bit draining to pick up the phone or make time to go and see someone. And I often have people reach out to me to, can I have, grab a coffee? Can I get your advice about something? Um, but I get something out of every time I interact with someone and, and it's so beneficial to keep your networks alive. Uh, so it's, it is, um, it is that, that um, getting out of yourself and making the time to, to do it, but being authentic to yourself, don't force it. Um, but I, I also think um, when you connect with someone, uh, you know, following up, when we can 
have that face-to-face, -face, the coffee, that, 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 that's really important as well, that, that um, you get so much out of um, that face-to-face -face interaction. But, but, but the digital connections, are, it's a, just a new way of doing things, but it's, um, it's really important just to keep in touch. And, and just to celebrate um, little achievements, if you haven't talked to someone in a while and you hear, hear they've got a promotion or they've, uh, or they've won an award or they've you know, done something fantastic, just, to, just even a little text message to say, well done, keep in touch, those sort of things are really good. Um, when you maintain your networks, it's fantastic because when, when you actually need someone, um, they're only too happy to help. You, you don't have to start cold um, with that with that connection, and and uh, you've already got that basis of trust. Mm. So, well, um, given that uh, many events are not held in person at the moment, um, how do you think we can better connect with people online? Yeah, look, it's that's a great question. I think um, the thinking about all the different options that are available to you, I'm sort of seeing something that some of the the chats, you know, we've got people dialing in from Darwin and you haven't had to travel to Canberra for this quite rubbish, uh, you know, late spring weather we're having today, although I think Darwin people probably think Canberra, rubbish, Canberra weather rather is rubbish all year. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you can connect um, uh, across states, across boundaries, across time zones, which is fantastic. But I think, you know, if we're thinking about how to um, make the most of those online opportunities, think really broadly about what they might be. So I absolutely love your comment about, you know, when you see someone's job news or whatever it might be, PSM nomination, you know, all those sort of things, you know, take some time to reach out in a way. And it might be that you've got a, a text relationship with someone, you might drop them an email, you know, whatever it is that's kind of um, reflective of your relationship. Um, I would say though, um, just something I've learned uh, possibly the hard way, um, just like you uh, in real life, there are certain people you need to tell things before you put them on social media. So of course you have to tell great aunt Brenda that you're, you've got engaged on the weekend or whatever it is before she sees it on Facebook or Insta. Um, remember, you know, the same rules apply to professional news and I'm about to announce some professional news on LinkedIn, but there's some people that I've been calling to let them know. Uh, and, and that's great, you know, keep up those those direct connections with people in real life like, like you would um, if we weren't sort of bound by COVID. Um, so if we think really broadly about the mechanisms that you've got available to you now, um, as Rachel said, you know, we did... Um, a virtual coffee. Um, I can also confess, obviously, to a reasonably large audience, there's been some virtual wines in my uh, in my diary during COVID. Um, obviously, at the appropriate time of day when I'm not in charge of HR. Um, mm -hmm. But um, you know, think think broadly. You've got all these different ways to 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 connect with people, and I know that I think that's improved access to some really senior people. I think about some of the events that I've been involved in. Um, last year when I was at the ATO, I was working on the APS HR graduate program and we had uh, online learning. We had to had to flip it online, I, I sort of quite unfortunately. But what it meant was we, because we just needed a bunch of deputy secretaries to flip on their iPad and jump into a Zoom for 15 minutes, the lack of logistics around that actually made them more accessible. You actually didn't need to organise, you know, car parks and, and complicated logistical arrangements. People are just flicking on their iPads in their offices and, and, and coming and dropping in on things that, you know, we might not have actually been able to achieve in pre-COVID time. So I'm, I'm very much of the view that some of the things uh, and options that have become available to us because of COVID actually 
uh, a, a benefit. So, and it's hard to remember that there's some good things that come of this, but I think it's important um, for us to do that. Um, Rachel, one of the things obviously uh, that's been promised of us, uh, so we better deliver, is our tips and tricks um, for networking. Is there anything that you wanted to to share with with the with the audience today uh, in terms of your go tos? Well, I I really like um, what you said about you know let people know before you're about to post something. That's that's a really important point. Um, it, it it is a matter of courtesy and sometimes. Um, uh, <laughs> Sometimes you can forget to, to do that sort of housekeeping first, but but also when you're using digital um, platforms like LinkedIn, um, don't overshare, but you know be consistent with your sharing on on LinkedIn. I I, I share a bit, but but not not a lot. Um, but it is it is a professional network. It's not a um, it's not Facebook. So um, I think uh, just. Uh, the right amount of um, sharing stuff on on those things is important. I mean, I've got loads of um, contacts, you know, through uh, LinkedIn, but I would say only a small portion of them are true connections. Um, sometimes they're useful, though, when you've got people reach out, you think, oh, I might learn something from that connection, uh, or they might have something that they, they can share with me, some insights. But... Uh, um, but keeping keeping um, your your true connections alive is really important, and I I often think um, active listening is just so important when you do connect with someone. And I, I find my, that what what I value I can bring to a, a network is often if I'm listening to someone who needs some advice, I'm then searching my my bank of networks in my mind. Who can I connect you with that will help you with the wicked problem that you're trying to solve? So, but following through is really important. Um, if you're going to, if you say you're going to do something, then you've got to do it. So, um, don't overcommit if you're too stretched too thin, and help people with introductions. So that that role of connection is important. Um, but sometimes you might need to do a warm introduction, which might be, well, I'll organise a meeting and and with Belinda, I'll organise a meeting with you and and you know my connection over here, and then and then you two, you've got something in common that I think you can collaborate on. But you might need to do a bit of warm warm handover, as they say. Um, and then, um, you know, I um I often have people asking me for for coffee or a chat, um, which is fantastic. Um, but make sure that you're not if you are reaching out for someone. To, you know, it's not just all about what can, what can you do for me, you know, because because that gets a bit thin sometimes. I mean, networking should be about a two way connection, uh, and yeah, I think they're probably my main tips. Or oh, the other thing is is just don't over rely on um, emails. People like us, we've got busy jobs and get hundreds of emails every day. So you know, think of different ways of connecting as well as is uh, probably a tip. What about you? Um, look, good question. I think um, your point about creating time and space for, for the give and take of networking is important. And I know um, I spend a lot of time talking to, to my branch here and obviously in, in previous places about um, the time that they invest, that they that they invest with my full support in creating networks across, you know, different for us, for HR teams across the Commonwealth, invariably pays off. Uh, you know, we offer up our recruitment plan for, for X, Y, Z, 
someone else might need it. And then they're the people that we need to call on when we need to do this diversity initiative. So, you know, that really thinking about um, creating platforms for um, mutual exchange, and it doesn't always have to be there and then, it's, it's about investing in future relationships um, as well. So um, I think one of the things I would also caution people, we've spent a lot of time talking about, you know, peers, um, and obviously reaching out to senior people, you know, mentoring coffees, those sorts of things. I think it's really important. And I, I place a really high value on knowing that people that I'm connecting with are also doing the same thing, you know, to their peers and to, to people who are working for them or with them. So, you know, I think um, karma's a thing when it comes to networking. So I think that's something to keep in mind as well. Um, now, I think we're probably going to get our wind up soon because Rachel yeah. and I could talk about this stuff all day together <laughs> as well. That's a, a, a double-edged sword there, isn't it? Um, the um, we've, we've been asked to sort of cover maintaining those connections. So, you know, when we're all really busy, what, what's your advice, Rachel, about maintaining the connections and, and making them lasting? What, what would be your tips? Well, I, I, it goes back to, I think, you know, the, the scheduling or the, or the if you're busy, just even the short little... Um, touch points every now and then to, to let them know that you, you haven't forgotten about them or, or sending them an article of something they might be interested in or or um, some some an update of some sort, depending on the the type of relationship. But I think it's really important um, to um, reflect, you know, if, if it's if it's trying to make sure that you're scheduling a connection, with some, depending on how organised you are or whether you like to organise yourself, but but for me, I like to make sure that I've got things in my diary so that I will connect with that person and um, I've made a commitment and I'll keep that. Um, but, uh, uh, and and just um, not letting too much time pass. Um, for, but, but as you say, there's, I mean, you've got so many connections. Being, um, being really um, open when people need, need uh, assistance, but also, as you say, sharing documents. I've been on a COVID, um, uh, a regular weekly COVID catch up with with peers around the service, and people are like, "Well, can you share? What are you doing with this?" You know, um, it's so valuable just to have that. So you've got to be open. You've got to be able to invest of yourself. And I love what you're saying about this. this not just looking up and over. It's it's thinking about people who've invested in, in you along the way. Well, you need to do the same to with your, you know, that people coming up. So I think that's really important. But um, yeah, just making sure, making making sure you don't think of networking as something additional to your role. It's core to to do your role. Um, I think I've said before to to this crew that one when I got this job at at NIAA, one of the first questions the CEO, CEO asked me was, "How are your networks?" like across the service you know it's so important so it's core to your role so schedule it in like you would other things uh in your day yeah absolutely and i'm going to draw on some advice that i heard sort of andrew share earlier about the importance of you know decompression time and exercise is a pretty handy way of doing that um i actually um uh do some exercise on a weekly basis with some colleagues from different parts of the aps um, and obviously the exercise part's important, but actually the coffee we go and get afterwards where we solve all of the problems of the public service uh, in that half an hour is, is incredibly valuable as well. So exercise is a very sneaky way and productive way to catch up with peers and colleagues, uh, while also, you know, all the health benefits of exercise are clearly 
uh, well known. And, you know, investing in yourself is obviously a really um, important thing to do as well. So I do like that sort of um, multitasking kind of approach uh, that, you know, that, that comes from, you know, sharing something with colleagues. You can obviously um, go for a, once we're all back in the office together, go for a walk around the block with, with a colleague and, and get a coffee. You know, there's all these kind of incidental ways that you can build um, your networks and your relationships um, and, you know, finding the right um, cadence for the right right connections, that's really important too. So um, I know that I really enjoy when staff of mine are happy to do their one-on-one uh, over a walk to get a coffee or whatever it might be. Um, obviously not today with the, with the raining camera, let's, let's not go outside, but, you know, think through how can you creatively create some space and time to do this and digital platforms have given us some, some extra ideas on how to do that, but remember also soon we'll be able to do it well at the moment in Canberra certainly we're fortunate enough to, to be able to get back to normal but across the country we're going to have some more opportunities so so be creative would be my advice as well mm. awesome um now I think we're going okay for time we haven't been um the lovely IPA folks uh, uh, had a, a plan in place about how to tell us to find <laughs> it up so we yeah. haven't got that yet I'm just yeah. going to pick up um if I might, about just some of the comments and sort of questions that are coming through, because I know this is not a Q&A session, of course, but we can see them, so we can try and be helpful by answering them. Um, you know, the um, I can see a question here, Rachel, I'd be interested to get your views. How do you make a connection mutually beneficial with someone who's more senior than you, who you might not be able to to offer much to, but obviously they could potentially offer you a lot? What would what would be your tip? So that's, that's, that's a great um, yeah. question. And I, my first um, reaction to that is don't underestimate what you can bring to that relationship. I mean, I still maintain a relationship with um, a secretary um, who wasn't a secretary when we first had a had a um, connection. You know, we've been working in the service both for a long time, but I still bring a perspective to her of what you know what's happening that she finds really valuable, but also. Um, um, having someone to debrief with where, who in that, that trusted space um, is really important, but but never underestimate what you bring to the relationship. Um, levels, are, they're just a thing. Um, your perspective is still really valid. So, um, yeah, that's my reaction to that. How about you? Yeah, I think um, it is really important to think through, as I was saying earlier, you know, I've worked for people who are grads in my year, way back when. I've also uh, had people who were grads in my cohort working for me. And those things are going to change over time. People duck out to study. They duck out to have parental leave, you know. So the levels is, I don't know. I know levels are a thing. Obviously, I work in HR. I know all about levels. But I also <laughs> know that levels are not the thing as well. And it's about, you know, genuine human connection. And, and there's ways to, to find commonalities, no matter whether it's the secretary you're talking to or, you, you know, your APS1 career starter and everyone in between. Yeah. Now, we can see Paul. So now Paul's we know. Back. Yes. Up. <laughs> yeah, we could keep going, but Thank we you. won't. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks, Belinda. Thanks. It's been great chatting. Great. Thank you so very much, Belinda and Rachel. Really insightful conversation. And uh, I really did like the tips about utilising um, uh, LinkedIn. It, it really is not Facebook. It's a professional platform. So thank you so very much. Mm -hmm.